You're listening to Nick Luck Daily. This edition is brought to you by Fitzdares, by the Racehorse Owners Association, and by Thoroughbred Racing Commentaries Global Rankings. Hello, good evening. Thank you for listening to episode 72 of the Saturday edition of the Nick Luck Daily Podcast. My name's Charlotte Greenway. It's Friday the 10th of March and it's just four days to go until the 2023 Cheltenham Festival. With that in mind, in this episode, we're going to focus on next week's action and we'll hear from various connections with a host of fancied runners over the four days. First, though, a quick update on the ground and weather forecast from the clerk of the course, John Pullen, this evening. He told me that the ground is currently soft on the old course and soft, good to soft in places on the new course. They're expecting possible frost tonight, followed by a dry day tomorrow. Some showers forecast tomorrow evening, but dry again during the day on Sunday. Then a band of rain moving in on Sunday evening and into Monday morning. The rest of the week looks unsettled with showers. So I think it's fair to take from that that nobody will be worried about the ground being too quick next week. Now, looking ahead to the action, one operation who always yields a strong team, our Gigginstown House stud, who may not have the quantity running this time around of some years, but they do look to have plenty of live chances, including conflated in the Gold Cup. And Nick spoke to Eddie O'Leary earlier in the week about this horse and whether he saw him as an out-and-out stayer. Um, I, I, w- I would hope when, when we get to sort out, I, I, I'd imagine it'd be a 12, 12 or 15. Okay, and it looks a it looks a nice team. Conflated looks the captain of the team as well in the Gold Cup. I was quite struck that you were quite clear on the target from quite a long way, quite a long way out. Have you always thought of him really as a as a as a real stayer? Well, I'd say I, I would hope he called it wrong last year and go to the Ryanair, <laughs> and 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 this this year, like like he'll go there, and, and we said we go straight there to the Gold Cup, and that's why we ran um, Fury Road in the Irish Gold Cup to get a feeler of where we are with him. Okay, and where do you think you are with him with Fury Road? Because I've seen way better judges than me think that he can run a nice race in the Ryanair. Yeah, well, I think he. We think he's a Ryanair horse. He didn't. He he didn't quite get the three miles in the episode, which, which we don't think he will get. And he's a better he's a better horse ridden, ridden forward. So we had to ride him forward over the three just to find that out. And and so we'd be happy where we are. Conflated vis a vis his running his running against against a very very good horse, a Willie's horse. I mean, Conflated is a is an interesting horse, isn't he? Because I remember before he won the Irish Gold Cup last year. I mean, he was called every single name under the sun. Nobody really wanted to to love him much. His profile's a little bit different now, isn't it? And pe- people are sort of thinking, well. Actually, maybe all he wants is a is a trip and a good ride. Well, he was he was obviously a very very wayward wayward horse as a young horse, but he's got better and better. He's probably the equine equine equivalent of his trainer. <laughs> I hadn't really thought of it like that. He, he was he was he, he he works works hard. He was wayward, but he's got but he's settled down and he's now he's now hopefully a professional. He's now hopefully a professional professional. So he can be rid. He can be ridden with a bit more confidence. You, I mean, you, you, you can take take a view of the race as a, a in the round. I mean, how how do you see it at the moment? I mean, what would you expect to happen? I would think it would. I would think it would take a very good horse to beat to beat Willie's horse. To beat Galapando Unless unless he doesn't get home. 
Um, do you think that's a possibility? I mean, just watching the Irish Gold Cup, I thought he he hit the line pretty hard. He did. Now, if you, and, 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 I go, and, and I go back to the Irish Gold Cup and say um, he timed very hard. Watch the race again and dismiss Fury Road, who was stopping. Uh-huh. Was he was he leaving the other horses? I don't think he was. So like, and, and he was ridden to get the three miles. I'm not being controversial, but it's the only chink in the armor we have. If he gets if he gets three two and a half, you may as well clap now. It's over. Uh, sure, uh, but in in terms of conflated, you think that three two and a half he could do that no problem. I think and Gordon feels um, and that the trip is no problem to him. If he gets into a rhythm as as he has done his last couple of races, he needs to get into that rhythm. If he's in that rhythm. And and listen and listen and listen. Maybe he won't be allowed to be in the rhythm. But if he gets into, into that rhythm, um, he he doesn't see the trip as being an issue. I'm I'm working on the basis that David David Russell's going to ride him. Is that is that how you're thinking? I would. Pres- I haven't gone through with Gordon yet, but I, but I, I mean, I mean, I would presume so. Okay. Um, and I'm I'm guessing he will ride most of yours. I just saw a, a little bit saying that he's he's going to get on Delta work in the in the cross country. I would Go assume on. so, but, but but it's not sorted yet. All right. So. Okay. Um, he obviously spoiled Tiger Roll's party last year, uh, and I, I did sort of wonder whether Galvin might spoil your party this year. Do you, I mean, do you think you've got the edge over Galvin in that race? I would, I would think, I would think, um, if the ground is softer, we might have an edge. If the ground is quicker, he has the edge. I see. Um, AP's been working out which your which your best chance of the meeting is because I saw he put up Favorite Sean do as his best bet of the best bet of the week but I don't know which race he's going to going to run in definitively what because he's he's in the Ballymore the Bartlett and the is he in the Martin Pipe as well which you've had a very good record in which which way is he going to jump um um I would I I would think he's 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 all going well the other Bartlett um tell me a little bit more about him all I see is a load of ones by his name but I I haven't taken a you know I I don't know enough about the horse so tell me a bit more about where you think he's going to land up He's gone a bit under the radar. Um, he's a very nice, big staying horse, a big, a big weak horse, and we've been quite easy on him. He has three runs before or early on, and he's, he did a long break into into, into Chelsea, which which was the plan. Yeah, because there aren't a, there aren't a load of eight year olds who are still eligible for novice hurdles, are there? No, no, but he missed a year with a leg. Yeah, hence, 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 hence his age. But um, we want a nice horse there as well as a maiden. I'm search for glory. He's he's a nice horse. Um, uh, Indo won it as a maiden, so I'm not going to win it, but I think he'll run a nice race. Yeah, and the other horse, the Cool Survivor, I would imagine all going well. He got from Martin Pipe. Yeah, I mean, Cool Survivor actually is one of the shortest price runners of yours of the of the whole week into into single figures. Now, as I said, you've got you've got a very good record in that race. He's a Westerner horse, Cool Survivor, isn't he? And he's 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 had he's had a little bit of experience now because you've got to have the four runs to get in a handicap. What did you make of the run behind Goodland at Leopardstown? We were very, very happy because he was tossing like hell. I was, I was, I was actually amazed. The actually Irish handicap dropped my pound for that for that race. I was thrilled. <laughs> He's a handicap, but but the Englishman didn't miss him. But the Irish handicap dropped my pound for that one, which I was quite surprised, as he was really, really closing. And like like in, in another in another two strides, he would have been third. And another, I know he was catching, catching. And that race, if you could make the Martin Pipe the full of three miles, it would suit us better. Um, the, the horse um, of uh, Henry de Bromhead's Royal Thief. He's he's surely going to have a spin in the Kim Muir, isn't he? He has a nice. He's a nice chance. Um, Jack Hendrick rides him. Um, he's a he's a nice horse. Paddy gave him a Paddy Mullins rode last day. Gave him a very very good wide ride. He went wide. He needs a bit of space, and um, it's hard to go wide on Cheltenham. But if he gets space and gets into a rhythm, he's a, he's a bit of a squeak. And sorry, who who did you say rides him again? Jack Hendricks. Jan- Jack Hendricks. So tell me a bit more about Jack Hendricks, because again, you're going to have to fill me in. 
he's one of the younger one of the younger set um, 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 the better the better or the, the more the more senior point to point riders are gone like we love Rob James's seven pound claim but Gordon had that long snapped up um, so um, um, Barry O'Neill was supposed to ride him then he jumped ship for Gavin Cromwell's horse so we got we got Jack Hendricks to ride this and he's, a, he's, the, he's, he's the new the new up and coming point to point man in Wexford okay and I mean clearly if you're going to put him up in a race like that he's got to be pretty talented well, he looks. To, he looks. To, he looks to be. He looks to be the top of the of the, of the next bunch coming through. All righty. Well, um, I think we've been reasonably, um, reasonably comprehensive. Unless you're going to tell me otherwise, I suppose Beacon Edge deserves a mention. Is he going to go to the Coral Cup? Oh, the Coral Cup. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's slip, he's slipping down. He's at a rate now where he and and, and we've a very good um, Michael Michael O'Sullivan is booked to ride him. On Tuesday, Nick put a call into Joe Chambers to get the lowdown on another set of silks that we've become particularly accustomed to seeing in the winner's enclosure at the festival, the green and pink of Rich and Susanna Ritchie. Joe doesn't see their squad reaching double figures this year, but they've made a couple of slightly surprising entries, and Nick started by asking what the thinking is behind Hard Door's entry in the Arkle, having been so impressive over an extended two and a half miles earlier in the season. I think it'll be a small field. He didn't disgrace himself the last day. Um, he had good form last year in uh, in novice hurdles, uh, mainly upsides, flame bearer a couple of times, and second to El Fabiolo at Punchestown. In the winners of one at the back end of the season, uh, he was pretty good first time out at Fairy House, ran an absolutely nothing race at Punchestown next time out. Um, so we've put a line through that, and I guess his second race over, cha- over fences was um, on Saturday that just gone when he was second to Indiana Jones in the Flying Bolt at Nace, where he ran pretty well. And he probably needs a trip in time. But I think uh, if the arc is shaping up to just be a few runners, um, we might just let him take his chance and get some more experience into him and, and put him out and trip then at Fairy House in Punchestown. Yeah, it might only be five or a half dozen at this stage. Vauban, we're all assuming he's going to run in the champion hurdle. Is he definitely going to run in the champion hurdle? As far as I'm aware, he is, yeah. I uh, haven't been told anything to the contrary, uh, unless you've got some breaking news for me. <laughs> Not um, at all. He uh, It's funny just chatting to Danny at the weekend, and um, his, last few, his last few bits of work, he just seems to be coming a little bit more uh, to himself and, and showing a bit of sparkle. Um, I think it's very hard for us to make a plausible case based on what we've seen this year on the racetrack that he would overturn form with statement I don't expect either of them to be Constitution Hill um, uh, but you know uh, we're going to let him take his chance and I suspect we'll kick on with a flat campaign with him as well one thing about him Nick is he hasn't grown that much I mean he's, he's not even 16 hands so it may be that longer term he's a flat horse I don't know he, he's not he's not a bad he's not a bad individual in terms of having a bit of class and he's got he's from the family of vault guys in mass marvel so Hopefully those staying flat races will also make appeal to him as well down the line. Gaelic Warrior is a horse the handicapper has forced you to go into grade one company with. Uh, how worried are you about that propensity just to ease out to his right? Uh, very worried. Um, won't lie. Um, and, you know, it's also the, the ground is going to be a worry for him as well. He hits the ground fairly hard. Um, so I, I, I know there's a, they've stopped watering at Cheltenham and there's a bit of rain forecast. Um I think at the moment we're most likely to go Ballymore, which might give him a bit more time. But as Willie quipped to me at the weekend, he uh, he only jumps right when he's two lengths clear. So um, if, if that theory holds true, um, we, we might have half a chance. But his ability is uh, is certainly there. And um, while he's not a speed horse, I think he's, he'll make a cracking chaser. But 
let's see what happens. I, I think I can see him being Paul's first choice from from those in the yard. Um, and I'd love to see him in a soft ground supreme because uh, he could just outstay them all over that trip. But at the moment, it looks like he'll line up in the Ballymore. Uh, Chapeau de Soleil, by contrast, all he wanted to do was bear out to the left when he, he ran in his, his bumper going the other way round. And he's rather the forgotten horse. If he gets into the bumper, will he run? If he gets in, he'll run, yes. Yeah, so all been well that he and he, and he remains sound. Um, he, he went a little bit backwards after his debut. Um, and he's got plenty of knockers, as do most of ours going to Cheltenham this year, it seems. Uh, but he does have a lot of ability. I know Patrick thinks a lot of him, um, for all that I can see him riding him. But uh, Willie, is, Willie has been determined for the last six weeks or so that he will get him ready for Cheltenham. And it's a big week for the likes of him this week uh, in terms of their last couple of bits of work as to whether they're up to it or not. And uh, touch wood, uh, if he comes through those tests, we'll put him on the boat and... Hope that come on Monday morning um, we we get through the ballot and we're able to uh, we're able to take our take our place on Wednesday afternoon. Is your confidence behind Lossy Mouth uh, higher for the Triumph Hurdle going into it this year than it was behind Vauban for the same race last year? Uh, I wouldn't say it's higher, but I wouldn't say it's much less. I mean, do you do you look at the Leopardstown race the same way that everybody else does? That she was a she was an unlucky loser and so forth. I think on the day she was probably unlucky. Um, but I also don't think Gala Marceau has had enough credit um, thrown her way either because she wasn't stopping at the line either. Uh, and she was fully entitled to come on for her first run uh, outside of France uh, over Christmas, which she, which she did. Um, I do think that... I'd like to think that we are potentially a classier horse. That may not be the type of horse that wins a triumph, but... Um, you know, we're, I know there's been plenty of momentum behind Blood Destiny over the last uh, over the last uh, week or so on the preview circuit in Ireland. Um, but he's got to give both Gala Marceau and Lossie seven pounds, and I also think that both Gala Marceau and Lossie would have won at Fairy House in the same way that Blood Destiny did. It won't be the same without Charger in the Champion Hurdle. Um, where is he to finish second? No, he's in the county. Uh, very possible. He got dropped three pounds for his run in the Red Mills on very bad ground, which wouldn't have been to his liking. And he came there to win his race between the last two, but his wheels were just spinning. Uh, the English handicapper has reciprocated that three pound drop. Um, Willie's got a decent record with higher rated horses in the county hurdle over the last few years between Arctic Fire, Wicklow Brave running well. Uh, even Petit Mouchoira, when I think it was with Henry, it might have been with Gordon, I can't remember, um, ran very well in the COVID year. Uh, and, and this year, with the four runs um, being the minimum requirement, there's not as many novices coming through. So it's a bit more like a handicap. And uh, I can see a big field suiting him. He won a Galway hurdle off top weight. Uh, our, our, our time with Venetia has taught us that top weight in UK handicaps isn't necessarily a bad thing. And while no decision has definitely been made that he won't run the champion hurdle, um, the county hurdle is winking at us quite a bit at the moment. So your time with Venetia leads us neatly on to Royal Pagai in the Gold Cup. And if there is some rain, might he finally put his best foot forward around Cheltenham again? We haven't heard sight or sound of him. Or we haven't seen sight or heard sound of him since the, since the King George, after which he picked up an injury. Heavy alliteration there, Nicholas. Well done. Um, he got a little nick after uh, Kempton. Um, that meant we couldn't go to the Peter Marsh, which didn't happen anyway. Uh, he probably hasn't had his ground between Kempton and, and now anyway, but uh, he's in good form. Um, he's doing an awful lot of... Uh, he's getting plenty thrown at him, let's put it that way. 
uh, but he's a big, strong animal. He's well able to take it. I think we need a heavier, a heavier adjective than some rain um, in order for him to be competitive at the top level. But uh, hopefully, you know, he will. If we get a bit of rain, he'll be competitive. We all got a little bit jiggy coming down the hill last year, and then Plutar got turbo boosted, uh, jumping the last. But um, I. I'd like to think that he'll run his race and at least we can kind of get his season going, whether he then takes his place in the English or Irish Nationals thereafter, but we'll try and get the Gold Cup out of the way first and hopefully he'll run respectably. And uh, if we get any rain in the meantime, who knows what might happen. And we've talked about going left, going right, Allegory Devassi. Can she stay straight enough to beat Impervious in the Mayor's Chase? Yeah, I'd be a lot more worried about Gaelic Warriors' wayward tendencies than I would be hers. I think she'll be absolutely fine. Um, she didn't show any of it at Limerick. I think she was just very, very fresh at Thurless. And it was also Paul's first time riding her. And he was on a fairly loose rain going down to the first. And she was kind of set alight after that. Uh, I think she's a, a mare with a huge amount of natural ability. Uh, she's probably got a, in fact, not probably, she had, does have a fair opponent in Impervious and Jeremy's Flame for that matter. But uh, I, I think she'll take an awful lot of beating. I think she's got a, a bundle of class and. Uh, I don't see uh, the waywardness of Thurless uh, being something that she'll carry into Cheltenham. In your in your sort of gut, which one do you think might step forward and surprise a few people? I think Gaelic Warrior could prove a lot of people wrong. I think he's got a huge amount of ability. Um, but I think there's... Um, I, I'm detecting an air of confidence that he, he will run a very big race. Uh, in, in the, probably in the Ballymore unless the heavens open and he would, might line up in the two-miler. I think he could surprise most, but uh, Lossie Mouth is becoming a very attractive. If you told me Lossie Mouth would be this price after Leopardstown, um, you probably wouldn't have believed me. So she's probably becoming a more appealing bet. As mentioned by Joe there, Danny Mullins will ride Vauban in Tuesday's champion hurdle, but there's no doubt that his biggest ride of the week comes in Thursday's stayers hurdle, as he and Florian Porter will be looking to win their third in as many years. And Nick caught up with Danny earlier today to find out what sort of form the horse is in this time around, having met with a setback earlier in the year. I think now he's in great shape. You know, he'd been beaten twice this year as he was last year but he just hadn't really hit the level of form that he had hit last year even in defeat so post Christmas to hear that he had the setback was you know just a roundabout way I was happy that something had came to light for for the reason that he wasn't performing to the level I, I would have liked to have seen so now that he's got over that I think he's going to be a different horse in Cheltenham which he's going to need to be to be competitive in what I think is probably a hotter race this year than it has been in recent years. There's a few young guns coming through, but at the same time, Florin Porter, he's got age on his side as well. Most of the horses that come back into the staying hurdle division do it as an eight or nine-year-old. You know, he got in there young and he's still got age on his side. So I still think he can win the race this year. Uh, will he mind if the ground's a bit of a pudding? No, I don't think so. Um, you know, he he's, he's ran on, on soft ground in Ireland. Most of his, his better form is probably in the spring. But even, you know, the, the first year it was better ground the next year a bit more rain came the day before was it Wednesday last year where it absolutely downpoured and Galvin was thinking after that possibly this isn't going to suit him but 
you know, he, he's tough and, you know, he can jump and gallop. I, I wouldn't worry about ground for him. You're in the luxurious position of riding a bunch of horses, particularly on the first day, who are single-figure prices, but there's not going to be quite the scrutiny on them that there are on the horses ridden by Paul Town. And I'm talking about Ilete Ton, who's maybe hiding in plain sight in the Supreme, Dysart Dynamo in the Arkle, who a lot of better judges than me fancy for the race, and Vauban, who's just been tipping away quietly for the, for the champion hurdle. Who are you most looking forward to riding? I suppose, you know, they're all very good rides, um, you know, by default, the, the first race is going to be the the most exciting. Elijah Tom, you know, he beat Fasal Vega the last day. Now Fasal Vega didn't turn up, and I ran out a very good winner of the race in Leperstown at the Dublin Festival. But I think, uh, yeah, starting off with him, he's a he's a great chance. Barry Connell's horse, Marine National. He's been very good in what he's done so far. He hasn't ran since the Royal Bond and Fairy House. So I think, uh, yeah, I, I think starting off with him is great. But, you know, straight away into the article where people are building it up as a match between John Bond and El Fabiolo. And, you know, Dysart Dynamo, if he will accept to listen, I think he's got a big chance in that race. And you're the man to try and to try and make him listen. How much do you need to do that, or can you just let him free wheel? He's he's not a horse you can bully, or you can't influence him too much, or he'll go completely the opposite. So I, I think he's definitely got some Mullins breeding in him somewhere, and uh, I think <laughs> I think if. Um, if he can settle that bit, I, I'm hoping that in Cheltenham, you've compared to Leopardstown, you know, for the first three furlongs in Leopardstown, you've maybe got one fence and then you meet the second one away from the stands. Where in Cheltenham, you have four fences in a row galloping up into what for a horse looks like somewhat of an amphitheater of a crowd and a lot of noise in front of him. Where hopefully, I know he's so intelligent that he's going to be seeing all that and I think that might just put the brakes on him a little bit to contain him for that first half mile of the race because if he can get that right everybody knows how much of an engine he's got um, Cham Kylie and Gallimasso look look likely rides for you during the week I mean we could go through every single race but they, they do look likely rides I just wanted to ask about Gallimasso are we rather underplaying the Dublin Racing Festival and are we overplaying how unlucky Lossy Mouth was I think I definitely got the rub of the green on Gallimar so that day. But, you know, people are judging the form of the two fillies on when they met at Christmas. But Lossiemouth had a run previous to that. Gallimar so was having her first run of the year and there was seven lengths between them. I think at the Dublin Festival on an even playing field, there would have been a length between them. I would have been hoping I would have been a length in front still, but I don't think Lossie Mout is that far ahead of Gallimar. So 
you know, they're, they're they're closely matched. And even had Paul gone on to my tail the last day, I would have definitely battled for longer. Who knows if I definitely would have beat him. That's just, uh, you know, a flip of a coin on the day. And then you're going looking at Blood Destiny, who's got to give the two of those fillies seven pounds without maybe some of the match practice they've gained at some of those tough festivals through the year in Ireland. Also with strong ties to the Willie Mullins yard are Simon Muneer and Isaac Swade, whose racing manager Anthony Bromley joined Nick on this morning's show to discuss their team and in particular the horse who's been talked up on so many preview nights over the last week on Perry Pass. He won the Grade 2 Moscow Flyer Novice Hurdle over two miles last time out, comfortably by six and a half lengths. And now he's set to step up in trip to two and a half miles in Wednesday's Ballymore. So Nick queried whether there were any reservations over his stamina. Well, I, I, I've got my sort of slight doubts on stamina because it's been unproven on the racetrack. Um I mean, he's only run three times in his life. He won a bumper when he was very big, backward green thing in France. And then he, he won a a two-mile, extended two-mile two, two-mile three at, uh, at, was it Nace, Christmas time when they didn't jump many hurdles. And then he's come back to two miles in the Moscow Flyer. Now, I'd love to have seen him run over two and a half in Ireland before he came over here. But um, the last trial in, in Ireland, Willie thought was just a bit too tight to Cheltenham. So we're going in a bit, you know, hoping that he gets two mile five up the hill in soft ground. Um but he, he seems to have a good way of going. They are very, very excited about the horses, no doubt. But, um, uh, yeah, I mean, perhaps he should be in the Supreme and we may regret it after Wednesday. But it, it, the intention is to go for Ballymore. Um, that's been Willie's plan right since, well, straight after the Moscow Flyer. He sort of pretty much stated he was a stayer and that's where he's going. And he's sort of pretty much stuck to that sort of line. So, um I hope I hope the decision's the right one, um, but all the you know all the noises of his preparation have gone well. So, uh, Hunter's yarn, of course, was in the supreme, but you're going to go county with him. I think he might end up being rather shorter than the eight to one he currently is for that race. Yeah, I mean that's uh, well, uh, uh, he is in the supreme. He could go there, um, but he is in the county. And and talking to Willie, that does seem to be the plan. Um, there had been, we were talking about swerving Cheltenham and going sort of duck and diving a bit and going to Easter at Fairy Eyes but that seems to the nearer we've got to Cheltenham that's sort of gone by the wayside um, and Willie likes the idea of the county I mean the, the, the slight negative on him is I mean his jumping wasn't particularly slick last time he's got a huge engine um, but in a small field and listed heard he got away with this with sort of a couple of sort of iffy jumps sort of going on all fours but I am a slight bit worried about 26 runners of the county hurdle but they obviously think he's got a big engine and they think it's a good shout to go for it. So in in Willie, we trust, you know? Yeah, well, you can have as many runners as, as you want, but if you've got a stone up your sleeve, it doesn't really matter, does it? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, can we talk about El Fabiolo and how you see the matchup between him and John Bond and indeed Dysart Dynamo, um, about whom we've just heard from Danny Mullins? Well, I mean, I've, I've, I'm a, I've got a lot of respect for Dysart Dynamo. He's been, you know, when he gets on a roll up front, he's he's hard to peg back. Um, and, I, and Danny's a master of, make, of making the running from the front, as we saw with Gentleman de May at, at, at the Dublin Festival. I mean, he, he, he'd be a worry to me, but he's going to test the jumping on John Bon and on El Fabiolo from, right from the outset. 
it's a sharp two miles in the Arkle and we've got to reel him back in and our gentleman's got to hold up. But, I mean, the, our boy is a big monster of a horse, rather like John Bonnet, who's a huge horse as well. And it's, it's one of the races of the festival that everyone's very excited about. All the previews are all excited about it and, and you're either in one camp or the other. Um, but there, as I say, there is a third camp with the Dysart Dynamos angle. Um, so what what do you what do you make of the narrative that a fast two miles on the old course round Cheltenham is going to put pressure on El Fabiolo's jumping? Well, he did he didn't have a problem with the pace at Dublin. They were and they were flying around there. So I I, don't, I think he's got the engine to cope with it. In fact, I mean you'd slightly concerned about John Bond going at the pace, um, the way he sort of slightly got taken off his feet at Warwick so I, I you know I'm not too worried about that but it's it, it's just he just doesn't want to miss a jump obviously because those that's, that's the most important thing but it, it, he's a monster of a horse and he's potentially as Daryl keeps saying he's the, probably the best one of the very best he's sat on in the double green coats potentially wise but not as achieved it yet so again he's so so lightly raced so inexperienced but that just means there is probably more potential to come so hopefully um, we've, we've seen an exciting horse on the uh, on Tuesday. If Blue Lord runs in the Ryanair, is he running in the right race? <laughs> um, well, we've always felt he's. There's only one race where he looks like he was a you know a, a champion two mile. That was one race at, at Christmas, and I don't know. I wonder if that race slightly flattered him, um, because all the other races looked shouted out that he wants a longer trip, um, and he's run a very consistent level all his career. I think the two. I think the Ryanair is where he should be at. Um, but I, I can't see us beating Shishkin if he's any in any sort of form that he's in, like if he's come if he turns up in the same form as he was in the Ascot Chase I can't see yet. we've got the the wherewithal to beat him but um, but if something if Shishkin doesn't perform for some reason you know right you know he's gonna have a great shout I think in the Champion Chase there's, there's three that I'd be worried about that we might not be able to beat so you know we could be running for fourth place in the Champion Chase but we could be running for second place in the Ryanair. Um, and if things fall right, he could win it. You know, all right. I think I'm happy enough with the trip on, for, for for Blue Lord. I mean, they keep they keep showing Edward Stone's Arkle last year, and Blue Lord was bang there and just couldn't live with it with Edward Stone up the hill. Um, and you know, when I saw, I think that could happen again if we ran him at two miles. I think I think I'm, I'm quite happy to go up in trip. All right, let's spin through the others very quickly. Good boy, Bobby in the Ultima, big price. Yeah, yeah, it's dropped dropped down the weight, soft ground or suit. Been wanting to run him uh, the last couple of weeks. Can't could t- the ground's been too firm, so I think he'll, he he could. He, he wouldn't be a total surprise if he popped up at forty to one. Two in the bumper, fun, 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 and it's for me. Which has the better chance? Um, on on value, on the odds, I think fun, fun, fun's currently about nine to one, and it's for me is nine to two. I think that's. I don't think that should be quite right. I think the mayor, the mayor with the seven pound allowance. Has got a festival winning form at Dublin. I think she's she's a, she's got a good shout. I think it's some slightly false price. He was very impressive that day he won, but he didn't beat a lot. And and there's loads in the race that are similar. So why should we be you know four or five to one and other impressive bumper winners a twelve and fourteen to one? There's a bit of hype about him, but he is a lovely horse and we're excited about him and he's huge potential. But you know we we we're going in a bit not knowing at the moment sort of thing with him but I mean hopefully I mean they're two very nice horses do you give James de Burley a spin in the Turners yeah we do um, we haven't quite put a finger on why he completely flopped in the tur- in the Dublin Festival 
Um, possibly, well, there's two two uh, light sort of trains of thought. Um, he, he gave himself a very hard race in his beginner's chase, um, beginning of January, and just just ran with the choke out over two mile five in heavy ground, and actually went into the empty. He emptied himself a bit, so I think there was an element of him running flat at Dublin. Also, he didn't jump very well at Dublin, but we've treated his stifles since because he was sore after the race and everything. And he's always, we've always thought of him as the Turner's horse. And uh, he's big odds for the class he is. He was a very good horse for Simon Isaac in France. He was beaten in two photo finishes in their big grade ones as a four-year-old. He's got the class to shake him up. But <laughs> that is a very strong renewal of that race. You know, with the mighty Potter and everything in it, it is a very strong renewal. But I, it, he wouldn't be a total surprise if he popped up at big odds. Taking on James Duberley in Thursday's Turners could be stage star. However, he still holds an entry in the Brown Advisory. So Nick phoned his trainer, Paul Nichols, on Thursday morning to find out which way his grade one winning hurdler is likely to go. I think almost certain. If there's a bit of moisture in the ground, you go in the turners. I, you know, it's a bit of an unknown again, three miles, especially if the ground's on the easier side. And I think the turners track suits him better. It's a bit more test of stamina uh, over two and a half. It's a good race, um, but that's probably where we'll go. And, and do you think he's do you think he's good enough to win a, a Grade One chase? Well, he needs to improve, I suppose, to be mighty popper on all known form. But he, he's just—he has just been progressive this year, and it was very, very good the last day, carrying twelve stone, and the horse it was second ran very well since. So, yeah, look, he's improving, but he needs to improve. You and know, you need to be a near one sixty horse, I'd say, to be winning these races. Hermes Allen, I, I think he's the, the likeliest winner of the race. A lot of money's come for Willie Mullins and Pere Pass, who's been very impressive himself. How how do you how do you read this? Well, it's, it's a job to ever judge him because at home he doesn't show you much as we've said before he's actually schooling next lot he's had his prep he's had an away day looks great but he, he, he's been progressive this season um, the challenge forms worked out well but he's got to take that form to the next level but he might well do he's you know he's a relentless galloper and he jumps well and, and Brave Man's game we've spoken about plenty on this on this podcast and, and elsewhere uh, you've seen him you've seen him school uh, this week Was he? did he school this morning? Yeah, Harry just called him this morning and he was electric. He, he, he's got such a great jump. He's so athletic in that school for a big horse. Um, he looks fantastic. I don't think he ever looked like this ever last season. I was never happy with him in the spring. He always looked light and shelly and we're always backing off him. I just said to Harry, I mean, all the work we've done with him always looks fat. He looks that big and well, which is how we want him. So yeah, I'm very happy with him. All right, that's, that's a, a fantastic vote of confidence. Uh, and just, just horses that are really beginning to, to blossom now. I, I realise with this cold weather it's quite, quite tricky, but horses that are beginning to bloom at the right time, who's really getting there just when they, when they need to? Well, I think most of them look good in their coats. That's the most important thing. You don't want them looking good in the coats. Stage, stage star has been behind the others, funny enough, horses, but he just looked like his coat's coming good and he looks well. Um, and Tamaris looks fantastic. Uh, Il Rodito just called him. He looks well. So I'm happy with where the whole team are really in the way, in terms of their fitness, their preparation, and the way they look at their coat. And, and just looking at all the, all the handicappers, is there one way you think, well, I've got a bit up my sleeve here. I've got a little bit of an edge. Most of them, I think, are pretty well exposed. I do wonder if Il Rodito hasn't got more improvement in him. He did. He's a six-year-old who's going the right way. He went up eight pound for winning on trial step. I just think there's more in the tank with him. So he'd probably be the only handicapper I say he's got a little bit, in, possibly a little bit more improvement. I'd say the others are probably right on their limit. 
Finally, leading amateur rider at the Cheltenham Festival, Jamie Codd, always has a strong book of rides. So Nick got up with him to run through them, starting with whether chemical energy is likely to be his pick of Gordon Elliott's in the National Hunt Chase on Tuesday. Yeah, look, I, I, I think so. Um, you know, he was impressive there. His, his course form around Cheltenham before Christmas, uh, beating Maller Mission by a long way. So... You know, he, he had a break then over the winter and he came back and he had a prep run in, in Nace. Uh, just got a little bit tired from the back of the second last. So, you know, he, he seems to be in good form. Um, love the ground to stay dry in. But look, at ultimately, this race is, is going to be um, determined by Gail Arda de Menil, really. Uh, you know, he's he looks to be the outstanding performer in it. But look at... It, it, we, he has to be taken on. You have to always take on the favourite. So if if there is a horse to take it on, hopefully it'll be Chemical Energy. Um, that yeah. And if if it if it got really testing and Chemical Energy chance was compromised, would you would you throw Manella Crooner into the mix? Might you get on him? Y- yeah, you could definitely. Um, you know, he he probably might handle a bit of softer ground a bit better. Like. Uh, but he he does want a bit of nicer ground as well. Like he performed very well uh, last year in the Albert Bartlett. I'm I'm sure. So you know there are two horses that kind of want a bit of nicer ground. Um, so look at I I I'm just hoping that there's not too much rain. Um, now better days ahead is it looks like the horse you might you might ride in the, in the bumper. It, quite impressive when he he came back at Christmas time and defeated a a horse of, of, of Rich Richie's called Chapeau de Soleil. Um, is, is he where where you're edging at the moment, or where Gordon is is nudging you towards? Uh, yeah, look at there's there's a there's a couple of horses in the mix there. Um, I'd say Gordon is going to probably run five in it this year. He he usually only only maybe has one or two, but. Uh, we we've, we've a kind of a a bunch of horses. I think the bumper form this year, Nick, in, in general, I don't think anybody really knows where they're at. Um, you know, Willie has loads of bumper horses, but I don't know has he nailed down his number one. Uh, and we're a little bit in the same boat. They've all won bumpers, and um, you know, we want to see where we're at. But we've another kind of a maybe one that I might sit on is no time to wait. Um, very very impressive in a, in a bumper in Down Royal. He won by fifteen lengths, and like he definitely comes into the mix. So I think I think over the weekend now, Gordon is going to maybe give them a bit of work and, and decide and and um, uh, and see where we're at. All right, Dunboyne looks the one in the in the Kim Muir, doesn't he? He's he's not had that much mileage for a for an eight year old. He's he's coming into the race in in good form. Has he got anything up his sleeve or not? Um. Yeah, look at he could. He could. He he's his run in the Triestes this year was was really really good. Um, he's one actually we want rain for. <laughs> so it's you know you're you're kind of going differ different grounds for every day if you could. But um, he does appreciate a good digging it. Uh, handled Gorn's very deep testing ground very well. Uh, you know to be just touched off. Sam Sam Ewing gave him a fantastic ride. So. Um, I think if 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 the rain came and Thursday turned anyway soft, you know he he definitely has a chance. Now I'm I'm working on the basis that you'll be on Galvin in the in the cross country, but I know you don't want to take anything for take anything for granted. You are in a pretty good position to know whether you think that he would beat Dell to work in that race, even though he's about three times the price. 
Yeah, look at he, he he's a great one performer, Nick. Um, you know, say last year he had a fantastic year. Uh, you know, won a grade one at, at Leperstown and and ran well in you know in a, in a Gold Cup and that. But this year he he just he started off quite well in Punchestown and then went to the North uh, to Down Royal and kind of bombed out a bit and and, and did the same at, at Christmas and. Um, to be fair to Gordon, he backed off him completely and uh, sent him to do a little bit of dressage and, and a little bit of retraining that way. And uh, he's after put on a heap of weight. Uh, he's he's done a few days schooling uh, at home, and then he obviously he came over to Cheltenham at the when we had the February sale, and we schooled him uh, around the cross country course in Cheltenham, and he took to the fences really really well. Um, so. On the back of that, I don't know whether he beats Delta Work, but he's probably the horse there that could give him most to think about uh, on any given day. And the Fox Hunters, you you were open for quite a long time, but I think you've been you've been locked down now, haven't you? Who's who who got there first? <laughs> uh, I, I I think I read Harry Durham's uh, Bob and Co. Um, he he poor uh, David Maxwell uh, unfortunately got hurt. Uh, a few weeks ago and uh, got the call off Harry so um, at the minute that's that's the plan yeah look at he's he's a horse that beat Bill away in Punchestown a few years ago in the Champion Hunter Chase and he has been uh, a little bit unlucky one year uh, the third last he was going quite well in the in the, in the Fox Hunters when um, during Covid uh, I think Sean Bone um came off him at the third last and he seemed to be going quite well that year so look at he's 12 now Harry has him uh, it's his first year he's fresh and well and I think Harry is happy with him I hope you've enjoyed the Cheltenham Festival special and picked up a bit of insight ahead of next week the weather is sure to play a big part and we could well still see Gaelic Warrior in the Supreme Thank you very much for listening. Enjoy next week's action wherever you're going to be watching from. And Nick will continue the extensive coverage from Monday morning. Have a lovely weekend. Goodbye. You've been listening to Nick Luck Daily, brought to you in association with Fitzdares, the Racehorse Owners Association and Thoroughbred Racing Commentary. Thank you.